I guess, a word of encouragement for us as we enter the holiday season. But is it just me, or does it seem like the world speeds up around this time? And is it just me, or is it just me that seems like I slow down around this time? (laughs) Right? I think that's his doing, the Prince of Peace is doing around this season. Like the church is just kind of stilled and at peace, and the world seems like it's just completely nuts. Right? (laughs) Amen. It's good to serve the Prince of Peace, isn't it? (laughs) We can pass our offering basket if you want, Jan. Thank you. Um, Just on the way here, though, I had a young guy following me for like the whole block all the way here. And he was driving fast, and he's like on my tail. And I just pulled aside and let him pass. <laughs> so I'm checking out the neighborhood. <laughs> he's in a hurry. The whole world's in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, amen, amen. And so I was at the DMV the other day. I told Lindsay this story. But as uh, there's a huge line that wrapped around the DMV. And I just went to go get personal plates just to pick up personal plates. And I had to wait in line for it, though. I waited in line to get in. And then um, I got to the very front of the line, and she's like, oh, just step over to this window right here. You won't have to wait. Just go right here. And I said, that's the favor of God at the DMV in Laguna Hills. That DMV is known (laughs) around the world, that DMV. So I I stepped up, and I just had to wait behind two more people in line that were doing a transaction. And I said, oh, this will go fast. And I said, the favor of God. Amen, amen, amen. I waited standing, not sitting, for a half hour behind one person in this line. And the Lord was testing my patience. People were walking in me, bumping into me. I'm the only one standing. Everyone else is sitting. I was like, that's the favor of God. (laughs) People were going ahead of me. And I knew in that moment that the Lord was just testing my patience. And I just received that, and I turned it into a test of patience that I'm just going to wait here. The guy behind me was flipping out because he knew I was ahead of him, you know. But um, just to rest in his love and to practice the love and to practice his patience, and that's what he's been instilling me all week, that it's time to start practicing his patience because the season's here. So every opportunity you get to wait, take it. Amen? Every opportunity you get to wait, take it and seize it and glorify him with it. Amen? So people were bumping into me, and just the love of God was shed abroad in my heart. Amen. Amen. Just praying in tongues, smiling at everyone. Amen. Uh, had a good time with the tower and everything, but just the opportunity to practice patience. To, and, and it needs to be practiced, because when, when those critical moments come, you're already versed. You've already rehearsed. You know, you've already been built up in it. Like, I practice patience every day with my kids, or that DMV, or at the line to Target, or that, those kind of things. Amen. And those little things add up, so when those big things come, you're prepared. Amen? When like those like tribulations seem like they come out of nowhere, you're already shored up, and you're like, it's just another opportunity to practice my patience and see the, the goodness of God. Amen? But because I waited, I met a Christian lady on the way out um, who just came up to me out of nowhere. And we talked, and I invited her here, and we had a good chat. But if I wouldn't have waited there, that would have never happened. You know, divine occasions kind of happen as we wait and just wait on the Lord, you know. But he's all about patience. We're not going anywhere. The devil is. Amen. He has a time limit. We live forever. I mean, what's the rush? Right? <laughs> the world's in a big frenzy, in a big hurry. But this season more than ever is our, our time to shine. They'll, they'll see you just standing there in love and waiting. And they'll be like, so there's something different about him. Something different about her. Amen. So take those opportunities. That's my encouragement today. Take the opportunities to practice patience and wait. It's good to wait upon the Lord, isn't it? And then he always comes through in his own time and his own way. If we wait, there he is. 
But if I run ahead, I miss them. So I'll just wait on the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, just guard the session. Cover us, Lord. Give us fresh revelation, manna from heaven. Just uh, help us understand the love you have for us, the joy that's here in our midst, family and loved ones and the body of Christ. We give you all the praises for it, Lord, for what you've done this year for us. Thank you for all you've given us this year. It's 2018. What a blessed year it's been. Thank you, Lord, for new contacts, new assignments, new relationships, new gifts. Just make all things new, and we give you all the praises for it. Amen. Go with me, if you will, to 1 Thessalonians 5.14. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 Say the love. Oh, the love. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Lord, we just pray a covering of peace around this season in our area for all those we come in contact with, that they will all see the Prince of Peace within us like never before. We give you all the praises for it. So 1 Thessalonians 5.14 says, Now we exhort you, brethren and sistren, just because you see brethren, you're not left out. (laughs) We exhort you, brethren, encourage you, brethren and sistren, We warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. That's with all, amen? That's outside the body and inside the body. Especially inside the body with your brothers and sisters, amen? Amen. Be patient with all, amen? See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. That's outside in the world and inside in the church, amen? But always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. So continue to do these things so the Spirit's not quenched. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Another verse, he says, test the spirits that they be of God. So test the prophecies that they're of God. Amen. Test all things. Don't despise prophecies, but test them. Hold fast what is good. What is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace, say of peace. peace. See, he's the God of peace. So if we're not in peace, we're not in him. (laughs) We should always be in peace in him. Amen. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the God of Peace. Himself sanctify you completely. Say completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and body be preserved, blameless, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. It's him that lives in me that's working out his perfect plan. And Amen. He both wills and does in me his perfect will and plan. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all brethren with a holy kiss. All brethren. All brethren. Amen. Doesn't matter if you like them. Love them. 
Amen. Love surpasses like. Amen. <laughs> like goes out the door when love's present. God doesn't like us. He loves us. Amen. Amen. The agape kind of love surpasses all types of like. Amen. I'm still trying to tell our kids, no, you don't love pizza. You love God and you love your parents and you love your sisters. You like pizza. See, love surpasses all like. Amen. <laughs> I don't love my clothes. I don't love my new car. I like it. I love God and I love my children and family. Amen. I love all of you. Amen. But I don't like, I don't love stuff. Amen. I may like and enjoy stuff because he gives us freely all things to enjoy. So I like them, but I don't love them. God is love. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, agape love surpasses all kinds of like. Glory to God. And skip a page to 2 Thessalonians 3, 5. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God. That's my prayer for us. Now may the Lord direct our hearts into the love of God. May the Lord direct our hearts into his love that never fails. And into the patience of Christ, the anointed one. That's a great prayer, amen? May the Lord direct our hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. That's a powerhouse prayer, amen? Glory. And 2 Timothy 2.24. Just a couple pages over again. This is my favorite verse. <laughs> the Lord has schooled me in this verse. 2.24. If there's any a couple that's having any issues, this is the verse I give them. This is the verse the Lord gave me. Amen. I have to read this verse daily. I don't know about you. Especially if you're in a marriage, especially if you're in a relationship. This is huge. Especially if you're a servant of the Lord and a minister. Amen. This verse is for you. This is your verse. Mark this verse. Amen. This is Paul the Apostle speaking to his young Padawan, Timothy. Amen. He's training him up. Amen. A son in the faith who was the pastor of the church of Ephesus. The epicenter. Um, so this is his advi advice to a young minister, amen? So it should be uh, our advice well taken as well, amen, to us. Amen. So mark this voice, mark this verse, it's for us. Uh, verse 22, we'll start there. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love. So again, this is 2 Timothy 2.22. And peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So there might be some that call on the Lord out of an evil heart. <laughs> But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. Avoid these things, Paul says to his young minister who he's training. This is the first advice. Avoid these things. Don't enter into these things. Avoid foolish. They're foolish and ignorant in the sight of God. Ignorant disputes. Don't even go into disputing. It's not worth your time. If they can't hear you, <laughs> let them go. Amen. Don't enter into these things, into these disputes. He says, avoid them. Avoid them. Turn from them. Don't go that way. Turn from these things. Avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing this. So you have to know this, that they generate strife. These will fuel strife and steal the word from your heart. Whether you think you're winning someone over or not, it's designed to take the word from you and make you enter into strife. It's the devil's tactic. Ignorant disputes and strivings. Knowing that they generate strife. They produce strife. 
And a servant of the Lord, say a servant of the Lord, must not quarrel. Ooh, completely backwards from the world. The world is known to have debates. We ain't. <laughs> we speak the truth in love. A servant of the Lord, most of the people who can't hear us won't hear us. And it's just a waste of time, really. The Lord says, keep, keep going, amen? They can't hear you, keep moving, keep spreading the gospel, amen? There's plenty of more people who will listen. Find those ones this young minister is encouraged to do, that will heed your instruction, that will listen to your words, amen? amen. And a servant, go make disciples. Disciples should be able to hear you, amen? They're your disciples, amen? They're Christ, but they're yours. He sent you to make disciples. So when you make a disciple for him, they're your disciple, but they're his. So find your disciples, amen? And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Must not. This is a commandment, amen? A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. That's completely backwards from the world again. Debates. That, that is not gentle, debating. It's nothing but gentle. It's everything but gentle. But be gentle to all. You may want to look up that word gentle. It's over and over again in the epistles. The Holy Spirit's a perfect gentleman. Paul was gentle. Amen. He spoke with power when he needed to preach. But in his quiet time, in his alone time, in his endeavors with people and amongst the brethren, he was gentle to all men. It'd be uh, pretty blasphemous for him to give this advice to someone else and not practice it himself, wouldn't you say? Be gentle to all. Say to all. Able to teach. So this is what gentleness produces. It produces the ability to teach with patience. If you practice being gentle, kind, meek, tender-hearted to all, you're now able to teach patiently. It enables you to teach with patience. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition to themselves, the Bible says in the King James. So we wait patiently in all humility, just waiting for the entrance to speak a kind word. Oh, that person's ready to receive. I can sow into their life. Amen. We love them until that, that happens. Amen. You just spread the love of God on them until you convert them. Now they're trusting you. Now they're open to receive. Now we can feed them the truth. Spoken in love. Amen. Not in hostility. Not in condemnation or judgment but in love which draws all men to Christ they shall know us by our love amen, amen. it says gentle here a powerful preacher gentle in all to all men able to teach patient and humility correcting those who are in opposition to themselves those who are striving and brought about into foolish and ignorant disputes if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses <laughs> and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. Notice the moment you enter into strife you're taken captive by the devil to now do his will. If the devil has you trapped in offense or in strife and in ignorant disputes he's wasting your time. You're trapped, amen? You've got to get out of that to go on and do the Lord's work. Amen. That's a, just a firm, strong verse that needs to be repeated in our lives daily. A servant of the Lord is gentle to all. 
Must not strive. Must not quarrel. Must not. He must not do these things. Amen? It'll dampen the love of God that's in us, which is uh, the token that the world's supposed to know us by. Our love. Not our debates, not our words even, but by our love. Our love. They know us by our love. Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Another word on patience, Ecclesiastes 7, 8. It says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The patient in spirit. Amen? The patient in spirit. Go with me to Galatians 5.22. This isn't the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is the fruit of your spirit when the Holy Spirit came in. When you were born again, this is now your recreated spirit. Amen? This is what you have within you. This is what was born again in us when Christ filled us. Amen? This is the fruit of our born-again spirit now. Made in the same exact image and likeness. Amen? An exact duplicate of love himself. God is love. Amen? Let's start. Can we start in verse 16? Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the spirit. Love. Love is the first fruit of the spirit. Walk in love. Walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So again, the agape kind of love in us conquers the lust of the flesh. Love will always win over lust. If you love your wife, you're not going to cheat on her, lusting after someone else. Love conquers lust. So he's saying here, walk in the spirit, walk in love. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. Because the flesh won that round. But if you are led by the Spirit, if you are led by love, you are not under the law because the royal law is love that fulfilled the law. Amen? Amen. If you are led by love, you are the fulfiller of the law. You fulfill the whole law by locking in love. You are one law. If you are led by the Spirit or love, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. Witchcraft is a work of the flesh, it says right here. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. (laughs) I love that verse with kids. (laughs) Get out of here! Do I have to come back there? Outbursts of wrath. I think you have to have kids understand that verse. Outburst of wrath is a work of the flesh. I have to constrain myself. The love of God shed abroad in my heart constraineth my flesh. Amen? Keeps me from beating my children through outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions are the work of the flesh, not of the spirit of love. Amen? That's been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Selfish ambitions are not of love. They're not of God. They're of the flesh. Amen? So whenever you're selfish... Get unselfish fast. Amen? Because it's not God. God is love. Amen? The moment you feel selfish, go do, someone for, go do something for someone else. Break out of that flesh. Amen? Go buy him a gift. Go pray with someone. Go do something like that to break out a man's selfishness. It's just the flesh. Amen? You've got to keep it under and break it. Amen? Keep it under submission. So, so act. Move it. Amen? To do something in love. That's how we keep it under. Keep moving. Amen? Keep working. Keep working and walking in the spirit of love. Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, and dissensions. Dissensions. 
40,000 different denominations is a work of the flesh according to the Bible. There should be no division and no dissension amongst the body of Christ. This is a work of the flesh. Selfish ambition and dissensions, hearsays, envy, murders, drunkenness is a work of the flesh. Revelries and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice, say practice. So we ought to practice the love, shouldn't we? If those people are practicing these things, shouldn't we be practicing our love walk? Practicing it? Making it perfect, amen? Our greatest quest in life should always be the love walk. If we know that, that's what will slow us down at the DMV and the grocery stores. Amen? If we know that our greatest quest in this life is perfecting our love walk, everything else will fall into place for us. Amen? That those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. But the fruit of the Spirit, again, this is you, your born-again spirit, the new man, the fruit of your born-again nature, the fruit of your born-again spirit is first love. So as we walk in our royal commandment, and it's the first fruit of our born-again nature, as we walk in love, all these other fruit come into being and take place. If you're walking in love, the joy of the Lord's right there, and the joy of the Lord is now your strength. If you're walking in love, you're going to have peace. If you're walking in love, you're going to be long-suffering. If you're walking in love, you're going to be kind. If you're walking in love, you're going to have goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're walking in love. The first fruit of your born-again spirit. All the other fruit are attached to this one. Because God is love. He's the first fruit. He is the first fruit. All these other fruits are attributed to abiding in Him. Abiding in His love. Amen? So if your joy's not up, if your joy's not working, get back in love. If you're not in peace, get back in love. If you haven't been long-suffering, if you can't wait and be patient, get right back in love. Love conquers the world. Amen? Love conquered death. Amen? Love. It's the royal law, or the greatest law there is, and we only have one, is love. It's all we have to attend to as Christians. The kingdom worketh by love. Amen? Amen. One step out of love is a step into sin. A step in the wrong direction. Yeah, you'll end up in yourself if you step out of Him. He is love. Amen? I don't want to do it my own. (laughs) I don't want to be my own man. I don't want to be my own boss. I don't want to do it my own way. I want it His way. Amen? So I just stay patient in love. Abide in Him, abide in His love, and my path is written and my course is directed. Amen? I want His best, don't I? You want His best, don't you? His way is love. The perfect way is love. Against such there is no law. Against love there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, if we live in love, let us also walk in love. Let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And then it goes on to say, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual or walking in love, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Well, we just saw gentleness worketh by love. So you have to be walking in love even to correct a brother, to speak in the truth in love. He won't receive it if you're judging him or you're condemning him, but it has to be spoken in love out of a gentle spirit. 
Amen. Not striving. Amen. A servant of the Lord must be meek. Amen. Teachable and patient and kind. Gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. Again, this is all the working of love. You would never bear another one's burdens if you weren't walking in love. And so fulfill the law of Christ. See, love is the law of Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. Can't be anointed without love. Every work Jesus did, he was moved with compassion. He walked in love. He was walking his love command perfect. If he was outside of love, he wouldn't have fulfilled the law. But he kept the law perfectly, he said, which means he walked in love every day of his life. He fulfilled the law by walking in love. (laughs) He was God on the earth. God is love. When we see Jesus, we see love in action, don't we? You can't do a miracle without love. If it's selfish ambition, it's a work of the flesh, and it'll come to nothing. It's all operated through love. The whole system abides and worketh through the the royal law of love that keeps us and covers us and protects us. It's meant for us, amen? It's meant for him and it's meant for us. The body will never grow without love, amen? So many churches, I just talked to a girl the other day, drove to Costa Mesa to go get an oil change, just a drive through 15-minute oil change, just sat there in the car. A girl's name was Ariel who was helping me. And I said, do you live in the area? She said, yeah. I said, do you go to church in the area? And she said, I used to. I said, where'd you used to go? She said, the crossing right here in Costa Mesa. I said, what happened? She said, I got offended. I said, there's a lot of people in the church that will come to try to offend you, isn't there? (laughs) And uh, we just let her. I gave her my card. Now she's listening to our podcast online. But it's all about love. People leave churches every day and scour the world looking for the perfect church. And if they end up there, it's not going to be perfect no more. (laughs) Why? Because they're taking offense into that church. Now there's going to be dissension in that church because they've entered that church through the flesh and not through love. Amen? So every church you leave and every church you go into because of offense, you're now a minister of offense. And that's why that church ain't going to be perfect no more. <laughs> Amen? There's a thousands and thousands of Christians who do this, who hop from church to church, place to place, because they've been offended in the church because they've gotten outside of love and can't stay planted. They've been beaten by offense. And like the Bible says, Satan has now trapped them in offense. They're trapped. And now they're a worker of him. They're working offense now. Not the ministry of reconciliation, which the Bible says we have as Christians, but now they're workers of offense. Now they're taking offense into other churches. Isn't that... It's sad, right? I believe it's because of people's lack of confrontation that hasn't been taught enough. But Jesus confronted everyone everywhere he went. And Paul encourages us, there's order in the church, that if someone offends you, take it to your brother. You need to confront your brother. Don't just bury it and hide it, and then you leave the church in offense and go minister that offense to a whole new body. No, correct the body that you have, that you've been planted in. Because we're all supposed to work together. I would want to know if I offended someone, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Amen. So I could build them up and edify them back up in love. Amen. All of one accord. Amen. 
So we're here, we're here to build each other up. We're, we're placed where the Lord needs us to build each other up. Amen? Not to be devoured one another, not to be overcome by one another. But if the Lord's placed you somewhere, it's because He knows you and that you're rooted and grounded in love. He needs you there. Amen? Amen. If a people are in the flesh and offensive, you just need to be in love because you're going to stand before Him, not them, in the judgment day. Amen? And you're going to give a test of your, of your love walk, not theirs. Every man shall stand before their own master. Amen. Amen. So it's the love walk that I kept that I'm going to be judged for on the earth and in heaven. So never leave love. No matter how bad you're offended or how bad someone tries to offend you or what the devil tries to send your way through the body of Christ, through Christians. He can come through Christians because he can come through sinful flesh. Amen. <laughs> but we just keep loving them and love never fails. Should we go there? 1 Corinthians 13? Should we read that? Love never fails. Amen? Love always wins. Hallelujah? So don't leave offended. If you're going to leave, it's going to be because love sent you there. Amen? Or love got you out of there and he says, go here now. But it's never, 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 never going to be through offense. God will never ask you to leave a church because you're offended. Amen? He's going to plant you there in love so that you can be a light of love. Amen? And anoint the body and bring the body together. He needs your love. Amen? Glory to God. So 1 Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So here we have another verse Paul the Apostle says on, on speaking in new tongues. He calls it the tongue of angels. Um, like in the Acts church when they were on the street preaching and they're all praying in other tongues the people said they're speaking our language Jews said they're speaking Hebrew other people said Greeks said they're speaking Greek so they were speaking in new tongues the tongues of different men and of angels so angels can hear you when you pray in tongues apparently I just think that's pretty neat amen that whenever I speak in a new tongue, I'm, I'm speaking the tongue of men and of angels. But it's a perfect prayer language to God. God hears it 100% of the time, all the time. It's his new language, amen? But have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Meaning if you go around Orange County praying in tongues outside of love, <laughs> you're worthless. Just clanging, just noise. Just white noise, Amen. There's no substance. There's no love to your actions. You're not going to get rewarded for it if it's outside of love because that's our commandment. Amen? If you try to change the world outside of love, it ain't going to work. Amen? And you won't receive rewards for it. You're just wasting your time now. It's got to be rooted and grounded in love, built in Him. Amen? The ministry's got to be through love, through Him. In Him and through Him. Amen? But have not love, I have become a clanging brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I just get the glimpse of ministry gifts right here and people in fivefold ministry. Though I may have this office, though I may be a prophet, though I may be a teacher, though I may be a pastor, but have not love, it profits me nothing. There are a lot of ministers out there who it's not profiting them anything. Because it's not birthed in love. It's not done out of love. Amen? Every church, most of the churches that flourishes are started in a home, are started in a family because love's there. They're birthed in love. They're birthed in Him. That's a great start. Amen? 
And though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. So any minister who's not practicing love is nothing. <laughs> Amen? He may have a worldwide, world-changing ministry, but he's outside of his love commandment. He's not getting rewarded for it. He says, I am nothing. Paul the Apostle, arguably the greatest Christian who's ever lived, said, if I'm outside of love, it profits me nothing. Though I have all the gifts of the Holy Spirit functioning in my services, he's saying. And when I'm preaching the word, if it's done outside of love, I'm nothing. It's, it's not profiting me anything. You can't build a church on the move of the Holy Spirit. You can't build a church on the gifts. You have to build a church on the love. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, all these works now, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So works without love is nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. Again, selfish ambition. Love never seeks its own. It always seeks the needs of others. Amen. And perfect love casteth out all fear. So when you're tempted to seek your own needs, when you're tempted to seek your own wants and your own selfish ambitions, perfected working love casts out that fear so you can now attend to the needs of others again. Because fear will always turn you inward. I have to meet my needs. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to... Those are all selfish needs that the devil tries to inflict on us through the flesh. But when we know the love of God and we're walking in the love of God, that completely turns our view outward. Whenever the greatest pressure is on and a, a personal need and the devil is just antagonizing me, that's when I know to go get a soul saved. That's when I know to go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I'm just going to put it right back in his face. Amen? I'm serving others now. Amen? I'm reaching outside of myself. It's not about me. Pastor Rick Warren's bestseller for five years, The Purpose Driven Life, chapter four. It's not about you. It's not about us. Amen? It's about others. If the whole church functioned this way, there'd be no lack. There'd be no sickness. There'd be no disease. There'd be no lack of any kind. Because we're not looking to fill our own needs. We're looking to fill the needs of others. Because he already said, all my needs are met. So that I can fulfill the needs of others. But the devil tries to switch that backwards. Now we're trying to face this way. And I need to get my needs met. No, he already said, I'll meet all your needs. Just keep moving forward to meet the needs of others. And as we meet the needs of others, he keeps meeting our needs through us. Amen? And their needs. See, it's cyclical. And the devil will always try to turn you back. I need to get my needs met. Ah, oh, and get you in fear over this bill or that. But he says, no, just keep meeting the needs of others. You're a storehouse of the kingdom. You're a servant of God. I want to pour my wealth, my riches, my love through you. So just keep moving, no matter what the circumstances. Because they'll try to isolate us. They'll try to get us so in the flesh that we're, we find ourselves by ourselves, stuck with our own bills, our own way our own circumstances, and we've left ministering because of circumstances, because of selfishness that the devil has used. Amen? Amen? So let's just keep our eyes on him and others. Amen? And keep working. It's great when the devil, you're not going to be able to pay this bill to give a hundred bucks to someone and break that. It's great. It works every time. And the money just comes in. I don't have a need. I don't have a care. I don't have a worry. He's always on time. I had no idea how I'd pay my rent this month. 
But now I do. He's always on time. Amen? <laughs> He's never failed financially. Amen? We're just ministers of love on this earth. Amen? We're not from here. He never told us to meet our own needs. He said, I'll provide you every need. Just work for me. Live for me. Live for others. Amen? Jesus was completely abandoned of self. He was love in action. Amen? Everywhere he went, he just kept loving. And God just kept providing for him everywhere he went. And for the needs of others, all his employees. I love what Jesse DePlanta says, who has a huge ministry. Whenever a huge bill comes for his television, which is at least millions of dollars each month, every time it comes in his mailbox, Lord, you have mail. He does not touch it in his thought life. It's his ministry. You're his ministry. You've been bought with a price. He's going to take care of you. Amen? You just focus on your gift. You focus on your ministry. You focus on him. And you don't focus on your needs. That's just selfish. We're supposed to focus on the needs of others. Then he'll not only meet our needs, but the needs of others through us. Amen? And you can't outgive him. It's a continual cycle. It's a continual process. If you put others first, he'll always put you first. You can't outgive him. Amen? <laughs> Isn't that rich? Isn't that good? This is how Jesus lived, and he's our example. He lived like this. He was completely abandoned of self and just gave himself, of himself, amen, to everyone he met. Go there. Go do this. Amen? Oh, it's the way to live. Amen? The love life is the best life. Amen? So the devil will always come with fear if you've stepped out of love. When you step out of love, fear is out the door. And then it'll put your, your focus right back on yourself again through fear. But love, perfect love, casteth out all fear so you can keep moving. Keep focusing on others. Amen? What can I do for him? How can I surprise him? If you start surprising others, God will surprise you more. I guarantee it. He always does. Amen? And again, I'm not, doing, I'm not surprising others for selfish ambition that I need this so I need to bless them. No, I'm doing it out of love. Amen? Because if it's not done in love, it doesn't profit me anything. Amen. Love always seeks the best in others and always seeks how to put them first. Amen. How can I give to this person today? So I wake up every morning. Lord, who can I sow into today? Bring me someone to sow into. Whether you have 10 cents in your account or a million. Doesn't matter with God. Why should we change if he doesn't? <laughs> he never changes. Why should we? If he's not moved by our circumstances, why should we be if we're with him? Jesus wasn't. He just kept doing the will of the Father. Paul wasn't. He just kept doing the will of the Father everywhere he went, right? Circumstances could not trap him. Even the direst. Even the worst. When men physically chained him up to trap him. They couldn't. They fell right off. Because he was just walking in love. Praising God every step of the way. I find it helps if you sing to the Lord everywhere you go. You'll always be ready to minister that way. Always keep the song of the Lord, the joy of the Lord in your heart going forth. Always praising Him. Always singing. Paul encourages us to do that in Ephesians. Singing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. I believe Paul was like this everywhere he went. Making melody in his heart. Encouraging himself in the Lord. Singing to himself. Just praising those disciples sent out two by two. Just praising everywhere they went. Preaching and praising and loving. Amen. God met their every need. They came back and, and, and the disciples said, we lack nothing. Jesus said, take nothing for your journey. The worker is worthy of his wages. 
And they said, we all came back with joy, saying, even the devils are subject to us in your name. We lack nothing. Amen? We won't lack if we do what he says. I believe we can't lack if we stay in love our whole life. We stay in our love command. Lack's just not present. It can't exist in love. It's who God is. Amen? He's the all-sufficient one. He provides, doesn't he? Say he provides, doesn't he? <laughs> he provides. Amen. Glory to God. So um, verse 6, it does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things. So here faith is tied to love. Faith will not work without love. Why? Because love is the royal commandment. You can't abide in faith if you're not abiding in love first. Faith works through love. Amen. It believes all things. It hopes all things. Love endures all things. And verse 8, love never fails. It never fails. So if I have the option to give up on a person or not, I'm going to go with love because it never fails. Quitting always fails. Quitting never works. It doesn't benefit you and it doesn't benefit anyone around you. But love never fails. Staying perfectly in love never fails. Amen? It will protect you. Glory. Isn't God rich? Hallelujah. Well, Lord, we just worship you and we thank you. We give you praises, Lord. Romans 12.12 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, instant in prayer. So always pray. Always be rejoicing and always be patient in tribulation. Jesus said, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Well, that's rejoicing. Be of good cheer. Keep rejoicing. Keep rejoicing. Keep stirring up the joy. In hope, always in prayer, patient in every tribulation. We just keep standing through every tribulation, and God always delivers us. Every member of the body of Christ always gets delivered if they stand. The only requirement to victory is to not quit. That's the only requirement he has. Don't quit, I'll see you through. If you stand, you'll make it. If you lay down, you won't. That's it with him. Though everything be against me, Paul said, since God's for me, nothing can really be against me. It can't hurt me. Jesus said, nothing shall by any means hurt you. (laughs) We just stand. And you'll make it. Just stand in his love. Rooted and grounded in love. Rooted in love. Walking in love. No matter what, I'm obeying my love commandment today. Who can I bless? Amen. If you wake up that way, that'll set the path of your whole day. No matter what tries to come your way. Who can I bless today? I'm a blessing agent today. What can I do for others today? Amen. That's the way to life. That's the way to victory. Amen. It's rich. It's good stuff, isn't it? Hallelujah. James 5.8 says, Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. So patience comes with establishment. We're established through patience. Patient in tribulation. Just waiting on the Lord. Amen. Having it all to stand. Just stand. Trusting in the love. Believing in the love. Amen. You don't have to work it. You just have to receive it. You don't, there's not a program. There's not a program to work. There's not a program to love. It's just who he is. It's just who we've been made to be. 
we just be us. Just be the real us. Jesus never tried to be the Savior of the world. He never tried to be Jesus, amen? He just was. Just be who you are. No matter what, the circumstances try to tell you. The Bible says you're rich. The Bible says you're healed. Be who you are. Amen? <laughs> this is the truth. This, this word is your spiritual mirror. This should be more important than a natural mirror. You know how you get your body ready in a natural mirror. But you get ready through this mirror. You get ready for each day through this mirror. Because you're a spirit, the Bible says. Every time you look in the perfect law of liberty, it shows you who you are. So when my bank account says zero, but this says I'm rich, this is who I am. This shows me I'm rich. This shows me the truth, not the facts. Amen? When my body's aching in the morning and I'm tempted to say something, that's why I have my roll of duct tape right on my nightstand. <laughs> I'm not going to side with the facts. I'm going to look in my spiritual mirror. Say I have a cut on my eye and I'm looking in the natural mirror. Well, that shows me the facts of my circumstances. But this shows me who I really am. And this will change the facts of every circumstance. Knowing who you are. Knowing who we are. Amen? If you really develop this into your spirit, if this engrafted word becomes a part of you, becomes flesh and dwells among you, you won't have to suffer with sickness. You won't have to suffer with disease. You won't have to suffer with, with finances. Because if you are rich despite all the circumstances is in you, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free from the facts. If you know 1 Peter 2.24 that by his stripes I was healed, you won't have to suffer with sickness and disease because that's who you really are. Amen? So no matter what my body says in a natural mirror, this is what my spirit says in a spiritual mirror. This is who God says I am. I'm not sick, I'm the healed. I'm not poor, I'm the rich. He delivered me from the curse of the law, which included spiritual death. I'm going to live forever, aren't you? Sickness, disease, poverty, and lack. He wiped those cords out. And this is who I've become, the blessed. Amen? The blessed one lives in us. So this shows us who we are, despite the circumstances, despite the facts. If you miss out on your spiritual mirror and you only work in the natural mirror and run out the door, that's how you're going to live your entire day is in the flesh. Because you've lost sight of who you are. So when circumstances come out you that day, you're going to try to deal with them in the flesh and not in the spirit. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So our battles, our wrestlings, our finances, our health are never physical battles. They're spiritual battles. And they intensify when we leave this. We're just so chalked up and so shored up because of this. So we never stop looking in this. It always shows me who I am. Amen. Any opportunity I get, single people, if you're not married with kids, take every opportunity you get. No, scratch that, not single. If you don't have kids, take every opportunity you get to read and to get in the Word, amen? Because when you have kids, oh boy, you're going to you're gonna have to wake up at 3 a.m. You're going to have to wake up real early to know who you are. 
to see who you are. Amen? Amen. Everyone in the world will be trying to tell you who you are. Amen? But this is God telling you who you are. By his stripes you were healed, and through his poverty you were made rich. Despite all the circumstances that try to come your way, if you're rooted and grounded in this, those circumstances will just go away. They'll be changed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Can't be taken over. Amen. Isn't that good? Say it with me. I'm walking in love today. Let's all stand, can we? Exercise those limbs. Pain, get back. Body, get in line. The Word says I'm healed. The Word says I'm rich. Finances line up. Every need's met in the name of Jesus. I rebuke all physical pain from my body because Jesus said He took it for me. With every stripe upon His body, He took healing for mine. Healing was provided in the atonement. I am the healed. I am the well. Matthew 8.17 says, He Himself bore our sicknesses and took our pains. Well, that's either true or it's not. Amen? Either you believe what Jesus said or you believe what your body's telling you. Amen? I believe He took my pains. I believe by His stripes I was healed. I believe Isaiah when it says, I shall walk and never grow weary and run and never grow faint. And then Moses' natural forces and strength were not abated at 120 years old, neither was his eyesight diminished. And there was not one feeble person amongst their tribes of millions who came into the promised land. Not one. Amen. Say it with me. I am the healed. I am the whole. My spiritual mirror says so. No matter what I see in the physical mirror, my spiritual mirror, my spiritual mirror says, by his stripes, says, by his stripes, I was healed. I was healed. And through his, poverty, through his poverty, I was made rich. I was made rich. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining. Yes. Couldn't do it alone. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Amen. Love you. Disclosure age. Young sir. 36. It's the year of the Holy Spirit. Six. <laughs>